Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the V-Suit Podcast, the audio-only virtualization podcast that keeps its feet on the ground even when its head's in the clouds. We're joined on this episode by Maish Seidel Kiesing, blogger, author and fellow V-expert. I think I've been reading Maish's blog since I got into virtualization. Uh, he's been sharing his thoughts and opinions since about 2007 and hopefully we'll share a couple of those with us tonight. Maish, welcome to the show. Uh, good evening everybody, how are you? I'm Great, great. It's uh, so nice to speak to you. I think we've we've met up a couple of times at uh, at VMworld, um, so it's a, a, f- a familiar face. Um, yes, definitely. Nice, nice to see. Um, so first, first and foremost, um, that uh, we noticed some fairly fairly vocal um, tweets from you recently uh, regarding cloud cred. Yeah. Actually, I am not a public fan of the new initiative that VMware just launched with this cloud cloud grid site. Um, I think a lot of people find that it is a sort of making too much a capitalization on knowledge, in a way. I mean, it is gamification of a whole... Um, subject and how to blog and how to read white papers and how to do this and how to do that, but it sometimes seems to be a little bit cheap, which specifically people like most of us, if I remember correctly, we're all here experts and even find that something which we do for mostly because we enjoy it, but not just because to win a two full paid um, expenses paid ticket to VMworld or other small little trinkets like that. So, But I, but I really want the pen. <laughs> you really want the pen? Yeah. Yeah, I got to like 4,000 points and I wasn't even offered a pen yet. <laughs> but there, there, there are some interesting things there. I mean, the idea of gamification of this is kind of, I don't know, it, I, it's interesting. Yeah. But um, when, but when you gamification look at, I, is, is my new word for the, for the day, um, having sort of only just dis, uh, sort of, you know, discovered that particular phrase. Oh, okay. Um, I work with a lot of uh, user interface guys, uh, uh, we, or share the same office with a lot of user interface UX guys, and they, they talk about gamification all the time. Oh, so, right. That, that yeah, must be one of those funky web developer buzzwords that they use yeah, before exactly. they're going snowboarding or something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like the concept. Um, when my colleague uh, Hans Delinia was talking about a site, uh, an application he's using for language learning called uh, Duolingo. Which which seems to be kind of like sort of the gamification of learning a language. Yeah, you uh, link new words and so it's it's pretty. It works pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It, so, it sounds like a, a really good concept. Um, but then again, you know, can you turn virtualization studying into Angry Birds? Really, uh, is what it all boils down to. But the thing uh, is, is, it still has a long way to go. Because if you look at the tech stuff, I read it told me to review something about Clarions. Yeah. And vSphere 4, right? Clarions technically do not really exist any longer. Right, correct. Right. Or IBM DB2 databases, which everybody's ever going to yeah. use. Oh, sure. That's, that's the essential cloud knowledge right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the concept of uh, using it for, I think there was, uh, there's a blog, which uh, doubtless we'll, we'll, we'll link in the show notes, um, but it talks about, you know, um, it being an engine to generate peer reviews on white papers. Um, and I think people should potentially be able to submit their own um, white papers. To, uh, you know, if you've got something that you want to publish and you do want to peer review it, 
it's quite a nice way to do that. If we sort of, you know, crowdsource that sort of peer review, you get your paper read for free, people could earn a pen. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's not really costing people sort of that, that much money, um, but performing a useful service. So there is, I can see where there is potentially good in it, but is it more than just a gimmick? Um, you know, it's not the first time that VMware have done gimmicks where you can win stuff. I mean, look at all the, uh, like the advent calendar uh, stuff they've done over Christmas, which is, you know, that's just a purely click here and you might get some sweets or something sent to you. Yeah, it's the uh, same guys at Beam do, so that's fine. But, yeah. but the thing is, I, I think the idea of cloud cred, although the name of it might not be all that relevant to the actual content on the site at the moment, but I think the idea of doing stuff like that is interesting. And it's interesting in a, in a, uh, in a way that it might actually uh, attract the attention of those who don't necessarily uh, publish that much stuff on their own, and they get a way of showing off how much they know anyway. But the thing is, with the current content on the CloudCred site, it's, it, it doesn't match the, uh, the, uh, the kind of impression the site's, site gives you. Uh, you. You were mentioning DB2 stuff. You, uh, other people have been mentioning, why should I uh, read something about 10 gig Ethernet when, if the thing is cloud-based, we, as a, a cloud administrator or broker or whatever, you don't care about that. You want performance, so you don't care if it's 10 gig or 40 gigs, for that matter, as long as you get what you pay for. Uh, that's down to the architects and the managers in the, in the other end of the cloud cycle, in a way. So, it's, uh, I don't know, I, I might be taken off by the whole cloud gimmicky thing of it, but as a concept, it's, it's interesting if the, if the actual content on the site is relevant to whatever the goal is. Yeah, taking a photo of, of, of a server is not my idea <laughs> of knowing what you're doing, though. Yeah, but your server or, is a cap. Or if your home lab is also a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I think we were talking about white papers as well. Once upon a time, a while back ago, when Stevie Chambers was still with um, VMware, it was all thing called Viops. I don't know if you guys yep, remember that. Yeah, I remember that. So Viops was more or less of a proven practice where people could put white papers there and they were reviewed and more or less things which were really supposed to be published were put there. For some reason along the way, the whole site died and nothing ever continued with it. But yep. as, as Christian was saying, the fact, how relevant is the fact that you bring one, of, I remember one of, the, one of the tasks which stick in my head are go and bring people um, some food at a meeting in your uh, at your in your office um, related to virtualization, you get some and so many points. Yeah, the whole thing of cloud credit is what I think, and and in a way, is actually succeeding very very well. Is creating a buzz, creating a buzz about VMware, putting them more into Twitter feeds, putting them more into the social media, which in essence is the whole thing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, how but useful I'll... or reliable or credible it should be, that's a whole different story. Yeah, and how long will that bus last? If people like me, I, I, I logged on there, I racked up a bunch of points, um, just putting in whatever I've already done before. It didn't cause me to do anything new in, in, in any way. It just racking up the points for things I've done in the past. And then I haven't logged on for a few days. So what, what does it give anyone? 
Uh, should, should cloud points be like air miles and they have to expire? <laughs> <laughs> you have to use yeah, them does... for a new pen by next week or else they expire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does it seem to be like that sort of whole reward loop thing. Um, I, I was trying to research the, the name of it, but there, there was like a sort of psychological experiment about someone, you know, pressing button and lights coming up and that triggering rewards and uh, comparing it actually to Diablo 3. Um, that people just will happily click buttons so that they can get a little badge on their profile. Um, and I, I don't know if there's necessarily particularly high educational value in that. Um, but if you know, if the people in the pink shirts have decided that it is going to generate buzz and get people talking about it, well, then I suppose ultimately they they must be able to call it a success. What does Simon if that's what they're planning on doing, then yes, I think it will be a success for them. But as I said, I don't know how well or if anybody racks up 10, 20, 30, 40,000 points, what it actually says about what the person knows or does in, in yeah. any of his credibility. I, I have over 10,000 points, and it doesn't make any difference whatsoever. None of the things I've done there. Are, I, I, I've got a lot of points for being a host on a, on a, on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, fine, uh, but that doesn't say anything. No. Agree. That's, that's true. And then, and then, and then of course, uh, we're four V experts here. Um, there's this kind of fuzzy uh, uh, connection to the V expert program as well, which I think a lot of people took some... Uh, they they didn't like that. I think. Uh, yeah, that was the first I, I saw about it, and pe yeah. people getting quite you know, as you, as you say, quite upset, um, right rightly or, or or wrongly so. I mean, has has this been confirmed? I mean, is is this going to be the new way of selecting a V expert that you have to be in like you know, the, the, they're just going to pick the top top two hundred people in CloudCreate and say yes, you are now a V expert. Which, no, no, I don't think so. I do hope I not. Sincerely, hope not. Well, yeah, yeah, but. I'm looking at the uh, the uh, CloudCrack uh, frequently asked questions list right now, and it says that how is CloudCrack related to the vExpert program? Uh, and then it uh, goes on answering with CloudCrack's top participants can earn a vExpert invitation by completing completing tasks and demonstrating their expertise. However, existing vExpert status does not necessarily guarantee a position atop of the CloudCrack leaderboard. So in other words, it's a one-way trip. Yeah. Exactly, and you might rack up enough points to earn an invitation. Mm. So I think what I think what the invitation from at least from the Twitter messages that we were seeing from John Twitter from John Troy on this um, subject, what people which have <coughs> achieved eligibility for the expert application will be able to submit an application, but that's not really something so exclusive because anybody can submit an, app an application for a VXPR. The question is who's going to be accepted, yes or no? Exactly. And there is nothing in the uh, in the list here that says anything about being selected a VXPR. It's just you might get uh, a notification that you might consider yeah. applying for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it also and we can fun. also receive emails that we are no longer eligible like Christian and I both did as well because there's a glitch in the system as well. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Or yeah. not. A bit, a bit, a bit concerning. Uh, 
No you did not qualify as a V expert. You you did not qualify to get the V expert invite this time. Uh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. But then again, we're four V experts here. We're going to protect our own kind of brand status anyway. So we're going to be negative about this no matter what they do. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a certain amount of. of yeah, because you want it to remain a prestigious thing, and you know, even if people don't all get it, uh, the the status next year, um, I'd like to think that those those that do um, have have worked pretty hard for it, and not just sent in photos of their computers um, or a photo of a cat, as I did for one. Yeah, I, I do. I do think there should be more more home lab lolcats that certainly <laughs> make it. Um, I, but, I yeah, there was. I, can well, have, I had yeah, to follow yeah. Apple. Um, was one of them, which yeah, is something I followed, took the screenshots, and can immediately unfollow um, <laughs> because I have absolutely no desire to follow Apple whatsoever. Um, yeah. Question: How many people are going to do the same thing with John Troyer or not? Because I also think there was one of the obviously. No, I, I was already following to... John, so I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get more point for following John than Apple, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's an interesting exper- experiment. I don't think the uh, the actual content uh, there at the moment does it any any uh, real favors. Um, there are a lot of spelling errors. They can't can't even spell out VMware, which VMware usually can't anyway. Uh, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of kind of weird stuff there, and I'm not sure that was completely production ready just yet. Mm. To be honest, the invitation links don't work for one. Yeah. Right. Uh, so. Yeah, I tried doing that with the new group I created, sending yeah. an invitation link, and they say, "Hey, it doesn't work." Yeah, I tried the same thing, and it simply doesn't work. So that's so. The, I, I feel like it's a it's a premature thing, to be honest. Uh, and they probably should have got some community sort of feedback on it before it went public. I don't know. But, but Marsh, you, you were at the uh, VExpert briefing where this was discussed at VMworld, right? Correct. We first was in VMworld in San Francisco in 2012. There was a VExpert briefing, and one of the folks that were there were something, was somebody, I do not remember their name, but I do remember they were from the social media group in VMware, where they presented the idea of yeah. what cloud cred was going to do and what it was going to be. And from what I can remember... From the Twitter um, conversation going on throughout the whole conference and including a specific session, the people, specifically all the V experts in the room, did not think this was a very good idea. Mm. Because it makes things cheap, as I said. It makes things too common. It's too easy to get answers, make things into a game to make a V expert status, which is not what I think the, not, I wouldn't call it a, an honor or a, a title, but it's not what it's about. Yeah, I would I would agree, and I suppose you know as regards the content not necessarily being ready, um, I'm just going to throw this out as a bit of a, a radical idea. Um, but you could have like a test before you release it, um, and you could call it after something, maybe a Greek letter, possibly I know beta test. Um, that might be a good idea. That's a good. Uh, um, and with perhaps with a with a group that are used to doing this sort of thing, like the V experts, um, might be it just. You know, was it designed by someone who actually understands the community, or someone who just is doing social media because they only got a third in their marketing degree, and uh, it looks like an easy life? <laughs> but I think they actually, being aware in this case, 
usually do it very well. For example, usually the better programs which they have for, for products yeah. which are sometimes yeah. open to certain groups. Another example is as um, on the community forums, every time they do an upgrade to a new version of the forums environments, there's always a better process which is there, open mm. to the moderators to check it out to see what's going on. So they do have some kind of a process in place. Why specifically for this? was not open to a certain group of people. Maybe it was, but we don't know about it. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I just I just wonder whether, you know, was it beta tested on an appropriate audience? Because potentially these little little things like, you know, why have you got a white paper on DB2 um, could have been ironed out and actually we could have had a massive wave of positive. Um, and, you know, when I had a quick search for it earlier, there, there wasn't too much positive stuff being being posted about cloud cred and that's that's a little bit of a shame really because you know we'll we'll like VMware um and we shouldn't we shouldn't be needing to have a bit of a moan but then again we are geeks so we always like to have a little bit of a moan yeah sure but but VMware could have took advantage of actually using us the the uh the people who do a lot of free advertising for them anyway uh <laughs> and involve someone uh, in a community group, uh, in the uh, the the actual testing of the site and, and providing feedback, they might have done that. I don't know, but I haven't heard about it. So the thing is, if they had done that, they would also have probably gotten some positive feedback in some blog posts and whatever at the moment it was released or announced. Yeah. Now everyone jumped on Twitter and asked, "What what the hell is this thing? And what's going on? And why?" Is this happening? And especially, uh, they did a, a, a V-Expert briefing on it at VMworld, but not everyone was there. And there, as far as I know, there haven't been any talk about this in the V-Expert community itself after uh, the, uh, the sessions at VMworld. So it, it came as a surprise to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, for, for something with such a strong social media um, slant on it, they seem to have done the social media bit kind of wrong. Yeah, exactly. I uh, think that one big question to find out and ask is why is it a ticket for two to Barcelona and not to San Francisco? Yeah, good question. Because we don't get a band. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are no concert tickets involved. It's much easier. That's true. Maybe it's easier to get the visa into Barcelona. Or not. Yeah, the Spanish will take anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they'll take anyone's wallet. I don't know about that. You should get a badge for that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you successfully pickpocketed at a VMworld event? <laughs> Question how many points you get for that one, though. <laughs> at least as much as being a host of a podcast. Yeah, it depends. If if you manage to foil a, a pickpocket event by punching punching the pickpocketer in the face, like uh, Nick from uh, NetApp did, yeah. then uh, that should be worth extra points. That should be some form of become a V expert directly for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, you know, I, you know, what else? Talking also, you know, gamification. What else could you gamify? I mean. You know, um, is are you going to be able to do V motions with an Angry Bird style interface and just fling your VM somewhere into the cloud? It's, uh, 
Well, that was already existing already for a while. I remember that Nick Weaver once created really? some kind of a... Yeah, he did a... a on Connect, didn't or, he? Uh, correct, exactly. He made some kind of interface at the time to do some kind of emotion or deploy VMs through, through your hands. Nothing ever came of it, at least not in the meantime, but um, he did it. Yeah. I, I guess, actually, there is, there's supposed to be some new motion controller. Uh, I think it's called a Leap, leap Motion. Um, that is supposedly, you know, more suited to sitting at a desk than it is, um, you know, sta- standing in front of a projector. Uh, so, yeah, you know, motion, motion-based um, administration could uh, could be a new thing. It probably will be. For example, the whole thing with the new Galaxy S4 with its whole thing with motion-controlled gestures on you through your, from your eyes, from what I remember, so... It also could be an option. So it will probably also come to managing infrastructure one day as well. Yeah, although I, I guess um, the, the motion control from your eyes thing could have the potential to go horribly wrong if you do have a, like a, I, when I was younger, I used to have uh, a lazy eye. Um, and it kind of had a little bit of a life of its own for a while. So you could accidentally be starting to like be motion machines to random places just because your eye just went off on one, which would be pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Maybe you have to blink twice before you okay it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be some form of workflow uh, on that. Yeah. Um, so, VMware have obviously released um, a few uh, a few bits and pieces recently. Um, main one being the uh, the the NSX. Uh, you know, it's not just the Hondas. Um, seems to be the uh, a rebranding of the network virtualization layer stuff, which I guess is, is that just a result of the, is it Nicaea, that uh, um, recent acquisition? I think that was their more or less killing the Nicaea line and putting it into rebranding it as NSX, yes. Okay. So, I mean, I didn't know if it was a mixture of, a, if they sort of mashed up a couple of other products together to have this new I, network. I think it's a bit of a mashup. Also, the, the, V-Shield network security, they're putting all of that into one product family as well, called the, uh, the NSX. Yeah. So, so, let, let me get this right. Are, are we supposed to use a product without a V in it now? Well, didn't <laughs> N is the new V, clearly. Uh. <laughs> oh, v, v got a new line on it, so it's an M. No. Yeah, I, yeah, I, an I'm up- confused here. It's an upgrade. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it seems interesting. So it appears to be just going back to the day, you know, the idea of just having a big flat layer two, high speed layer two network everywhere, and do everything else in software. Um, I, I guess I guess it's going to work, but uh, I'm sure the argument I always used to get from my network admin when I sort of you know mooted this whole concept a few years ago um, was that network hardware has got custom silicon that is specifically designed to do its jobs. Um, and it, it seems to me that the um, by you know, when you try to virtualize it, you get it's going to be much less efficient. So they're having to use brute force, as, as it were, and, and raw CPU cycles to, to get around some of the efficiencies that previously they were able to do with custom ASICs. Um, 
I'm trying to think of a, an example. It, it, it sounds like it'd be almost like buying a um, a V8, really expensive car, just to use as an alarm clock or something. Because uh, <laughs> whilst it can do the uh, alarm clock, it, it's also a really big, expensive car. Or you could just buy an alarm clock, uh, or to use, I guess, the the NetApp concept of, um, you know, if you want to make toast, well, you could buy a really expensive range cooker and you could put bread underneath the grill and you could get toast out, or you could buy a toaster. Um, yeah, so basically so, we're back to the same argument we had against virtualization back in the day. Well, I don't know, because <laughs> virtualization is on x86 servers, and you're virtualizing x86 servers, um, yeah. which itself makes makes sense. And I guess if you had pure x86-based uh, network layer, then it would make sense to virtualize it. But, you know, a Cisco... A big, I know that they've now got the the thousand V, but you know the big backbone switches are not necessarily going to be running x86. Yeah, they will. Eventually, they will. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we 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 really need to do a, a future show with with one of the uh, the serious serious networking guys um, to get some, get their take on it. Um, I'm sure they'll probably say things which would massively confuse me. Uh, but entertain at the same time, so I, I quite look forward to that. And if uh, if you are any uh, a, a special uh, networking nerd, um, we'd really love to hear from you on the show. I think that'd be really good. I'll I'll, I'll buy the Honda. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say <laughs> at the moment the, the NSX is on my shopping list. Has got four wheels. Uh, yeah, that's a good alarm clock, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I really should have gone with that rather than the American V8. But uh, <laughs> I was thinking of something that shook a lot. <laughs> Um, and the other sort of thing that uh, has now been recently announced is the uh, VMware have made pu- public their, their public cloud offering um, as VMware Hybrid Cloud. I believe it's not sort of fully available just yet. Um, there's a few few little tests and things that have been um, been shown of it. But uh, what do you what do you guys reckon? You know, is it really no different to Microsoft offering Azure? Um, and you know, with their app controller thing, you can in theory have a, a workload running locally, and you can then replicate that workload up to Azure and potentially fail it over to Azure. Um, and there's plenty of people that do Microsoft hosting, so they're not really sort of cannibalizing their ecosystem at, at, at that layer. Is is this going to be the same for uh, for VMware, or is VMware really? You know, all of their rhetoric seems to be about competing with Amazon um, and giving people choice as to whether they want to use Amazon or VMware for a public cloud. But I could see people who are already running VMware, you know, infrastructure clouds as a service, um, not being quite so happy about it. I don't know. They haven't really said anything yet, and uh, other than existing partners shouldn't worry, I think. Uh, they they are saying they won't be competing with them, but it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't know how they how they plan on doing that. Perhaps their their plan is to use the existing partner network as the back end for, back-end for it and just uh, do a lot of uh, uh, fronting in, uh, and, and, and kind of using the partner network uh, in that sense, in their vCloud directory ecosystem and partners anyway. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I think I think it was a, as I actually wrote a blog post about the whole thing about it last week. Um, but it was obvious that we were going to go into into the market of public cloud because there's too much of a market share which they could not give up on or not leave it alone. But that way, a huge amount of billions of dollars every year go to Amazon. Every second, people are starting and powering up VMs and running up VMs. And VMware are still stuck in a way with using the old, the old school way of doing things. They sell licenses to companies or software to companies or services to companies. But they don't have um, visibility or access to the public person. The Joe Schmo, as I said in my blog post, of run, wants to put up a virtual machine up on the cloud. You, they try to do that whole process with all their partners and... That didn't really work because there are very, very few, if not more than three, that you can actually go to a site from a vCloud partner, put in your credit card and get a virtual machine on the spot. You always have to go, sign up, they'll get back to you, you have to sign a contract, you have to commit yourself for a certain amount of time. There's no way you can just put in your credit card, charge yourself for two hours, and then you're off a go and you've powered down and you're done. There wasn't a single partner at the moment when I checked well, about a year ago or six months ago when they started to open up their um, um, vCloud or the, they started a service which was also public as a beta to see exactly how that was going to work. There were no public cloud vendors which were using vCloud Direct or VMware which allowed you to go and sign up and choose the VM, power it on for two minutes and then turn it off again and that was it. So they didn't have a proper competition with their product or their technology with Amazon. And they can't give up on that because it's a huge amount of money. Is so, that just down to the maturity of the charge, chargeback platforms? or To tell you the truth, I don't know how much they're going to be using their own chargeback platform to run their own public cloud because I don't think it's ready, at least not the product that we know about it. Yeah. Same thing with monitoring as well. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I guess monitoring is quite an interesting subject because monitoring a, a cloud um, has two really significant meanings depending on whether you own the cloud or consume it. Um, you know, a cloud consumer wants to ensure uh, potentially you know, they're getting the resources that they've paid for, um, the resources that they're using, um, and is actually quite concerned about optimizing that virtual environment, you know, however many VMs it is, whether it's just one VM or whether it's 10 or whether it's 100, they want to make sure they're getting the best bang for their buck. Um, whereas a cloud hoster doesn't nece necessarily care um, if a virtual machine has been right-sized um, because, well, they're paying for it anyway. In fact, they quite like machines to be right-sized because it probably puts less stress on their environment. But they then want to be able to be transparent to the customers and show customers exactly what they're getting so that, you know, pe people do get to sort of uh, peek behind the um, uh, the Empress curtains, as, uh, not the Empress, the Wizard of Oz's uh, uh, curtains a little bit and just make sure that it isn't just a, an old man with a, with a couple of cheap servers uh, pretending to be a massive cloud. Um, and I don't know if there is, there's not really a single monitoring product or interface that can offer that. That's why VMware wants your home lab photos on cloud prep. <laughs> <laughs> We're <Yes>. building cloud. <laughs> they also want a, a photo of you taking uh, a, a Fusion VM with ESX running inside of it. Yeah, I don't have a Mac. 
Yeah, well, you know, get one, buddy, or you can borrow my picture. No, that's a good point. I suppose I shot the crap out of it. It'll be a lot easier. Yeah, in the end, we'll just it'll all be the same pictures. <laughs> we'll just share them with each other. Uh, the eventual iteration. Of, yeah. <laughs> We're just all, all, all going to be sort of Agent Smith-like clones. <laughs> Actually, there, there's, I've got an idea for a, a big data service that you might well have to sort of outsource. Uh, that If you've come up with a, a name for a product or a company, that you, you pass it off to this service, and this service works out if it can be turned into something rude. Um, you know, the unofficial moniker of, of Cloud Cred has been known as Cloud Crud. Um, and I got thinking, actually, the most creative people on that have got to be school children. You know, they can take any word and make it abusive. Um, and that's, I think marketing people should should really think, think about uh, these things and, and run their ideas through a, a focus group of uh, school children aged 8 to 10 uh, to see if they can make out anything rude from it. That's an interesting thought. Or at least check Urban Direction Dictionary. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one hundred and one. Yeah, that that was a schoolboy era, wasn't it? Uh, I seem yeah. to remember in the beginning you checked VSoup and came up with something weird. Um, yeah, that was something quite quite disturbing. Yeah, uh, around around baby's front bottoms on that one. Uh, yeah, and and I work I work for every. I do not urge anyone to check out every on Urban D- Dictionary. No. <laughs> We're not linking that one. <laughs> right. I'm just typing it in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's E-V-R-Y, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That's not even close. <clears throat> I'm going to get stuck for this one. Yeah. Now everybody's going to be quiet when we read up what it says on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> we'll be quiet, and then there'll be a brief intake of breath as we sound like. Then everybody's going to pick up laughing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're 11,000 people in every. Oh. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and one of them obviously thought to uh, put that on, on Urban Dictionary. Uh, yeah. Yes, very. <laughs> Very interesting. Thankfully, there wasn't a picture to go with that one. Thankfully. Uh, once again, I'm glad we're not video. <laughs> yes. Now, that would, that would be distinctly bad. <laughs> so, we went from cloud to that. Okay. Back to something that is uh, slightly less disgusting. Uh, vCenter upgrades. Uh, <laughs> That's just slightly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Both, both will make you wince. Um, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, so, you know, I think so. since 5.1 was released, I've seen a lot of people having challenges, I believe the, the marketing term is, um, around um, upgrading vCenter. And, Krishna, I understand you, uh, you've, uh, you've had one fairly recently. Yeah. Um, as recent as in uh, a few hours ago. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So, so what what happened is, I mean, it seems that the the SSO side of things could really, essentially, bite people in the ass. Yeah, well, the single single sign on part of it was wasn't a big issue. That was a new install anyway. But I was upgrading for from four point one to five point one in one go. 
And that's uh, that's an interesting path. Uh, you, there are a lot of things to take care of uh, regarding, especially SSL certificates, as usual. So there's a uh, there's a lot of things there. And if you like me aren't really able to read uh, file system paths correctly, you you won't be able to copy the files correctly and and try to rip your hair out in the in the meantime while trying to figure out why it doesn't work. Uh, but then again, it turns out that I wasn't able to read properly, so that's why. But I, I, I spent a lot of time doing that today. And I actually, one of the uh, the most uh, peculiar things about it was, at the same time I was upgrading, I was also moving the database from a local SQL server uh, to 2005 Express installation to uh, a proper uh, 2008 R2 SQL. Um, and I did the the way you're supposed to do it. You, I mean, you, you export or back up the database and restore it on the new host and, and point your upgraded or point your installer to it. But it then told me that the existing database um, said that vCenter wasn't actually checking SSL certificates and you had to turn that option on. Which then again meant that I had to power up the old vCenter again do that configuration change and redo the actual database migration or move uh, export backup uh, routine again. And it kind of baffled me because VMware knows the database. They know what setting it's checking for. So why don't they offer me an option to actually change it in the new database while upgrading? Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Why would I have to revert back to the old one, fire up the vCenter client, do a change in the configuration that is three mouse clicks, shut it down again and export and move the database once again. I don't get it. I don't know why they can't just change that in the actual configuration setting. Mm. Yes. Uh, I think I think the whole actual vCenter 5.1 was a bit of a, I wouldn't say disaster, but it is as... Um, Chris put it, it's, it's challenging yeah, it's, because it's there, there, there are a lot of things which are not firstly the whole new concept of moving all the authentication into a completely new different mechanism which nobody knows anything about Yeah, how to deploy it, how to make it redundant what happens if it goes down, what's not going to work mm-hmm. all thing of SSL certificates is complete and utter total disaster I mean, if yeah. you have a step-by-step process, which is something like 145 steps out to put your SSL certificates for your vCenter server, then I'm sorry, but there's something seriously wrong. Yeah, someone should make a tool for that. I think they're already doing that. I know. We'll link to it. I, I don't know the details. We'll link to something about it in the show notes. But uh, there's a couple of guys working on a tool to help us. Uh, migrate the SSL certificates and, and that kind of thing, but it's it's kind of strange that you need a community tool to get that part fixed. That should be a VMware tool, a fi- official VMware tool that they uh, support and provide for us, not something that we're we're kind of um, uh, someone in the community needs to be making for us. That doesn't make any sense. Well, there is that. I suppose, then again, there's also the argument that um, keeping vCenter configuration just that little bit difficult 
justify some of our uh, employment. Ah, come on. <laughs> we, we've had to justify the cost of eCenter as well. Yeah, it's, well, that's a line Oracle have been using for years, isn't it? Um, yeah, reassuringly expensive. Uh, but yeah, it would be nice if if the the tools that you needed to make it work were actually maintained and supported by the vendors themselves. Um, that you're not having to rely on a third party um, to get it to work. Yeah, well, it would be interesting to see how things look in that version of things, I guess. Um, but I think Marsh has a, has a, has a point there. The 5.1 release was um, both challenging and interesting, to put it in cloud credit terms. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It, it would be a difficult task to, to mark completed. Um, <laughs> I, I guess you know, keeping keeping fingers crossed for for version six, uh, which must be due fairly fairly soon, I guess. Um, judging, In world time, I would suppose. The yeah, way they usually I mean, do it. I, I guess that's their usual release cycle every couple of years. Um, and then we've had, you know, we had the minor release last uh, five one, so it should be due for that major release. Um, and I expect version six to be really quite different. Um, I would imagine it's going to be appliance only, um, and potentially could deploy itself differently. Whether it's going to scale differently, um, I guess the the scaling is quite uh, quite important. Um, I think it was part of the reason they started the whole thing was splitting up the components into different. Um, the vCenter different components which will allow it to scale differently. Yeah. Was the attempt successful, at least in this version, the 5.1 version? I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to wait and see what um, what happens in, in, in upcoming versions as well. Yes. Yes, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to find out, find out sooner sooner rather than later. Um, and it uh, you know, should be quite, a, quite an exciting thing to to come up against um, with a lot less pain. Um, however, you know, in terms of tools that have been uh, released recently uh, to help you out with it, uh, Alan Renouf, um, now of VMware fame, uh, has uh, written quite a, a neat-looking uh, upgrade sort of configuration checker, uh, which looks like it'll do all sorts of very nice and clever things to make to see whether your environment is ready for 5.1. Um, you know, presumably checking. That you've got a cup of a cup of really good coffee by you, um, and a few hours that you uh, you haven't got anything to do with, do with, and that you're nice and relaxed before you start and sitting comfortably, and then then you can begin your upgrade. Um, a question: Will it will check if you have enough cloud cred points to actually perform <laughs> the upgrade? Uh, I think I think it probably ought to. You know, cloud. In fact, you know, I, I like my cloud cred points so much, I might well get some of them tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> the question is: You can write VMware with V M W capital W without it. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, it depends on whether we want to uh, wind up uh, some of our, our previous guests, uh, Darren, the, who is a, a big fan of uh, VMware spelling spotting. Um, so you know, might just have to have the old character in Wingbats or something like that. <laughs> 
I, uh, script looks interesting. Uh, I haven't checked it yet, but it does check a lot of. Uh, I haven't tested it yet. I rather say, but uh, it's uh, it looks interesting. Um, it will check for your operating system, your Active Directory domain, forest, and time synchronization stuff, and DNS, and uh, authentication stuff for vSender and uh, that kind of thing. So it it looks interesting. It has a it has a a video as well uh, that shows an example of how it works, and uh, it's uh, it's another great use case for uh, PowerShell or PowerCLI, I guess. It's uh, it looks good. Yeah, um, I don't know what it used to create a pretty wrapper on on the front of it, um, but they do uh, have yeah. some kind of a wrapper already in the whole upgrades. There's an upgrade checker as well when you're yeah. on recent search, but I don't know how much of that is included already in part of the script or not included in the script as well. It, it's possible to create power uh, shell and power CLI scripts that have a that has a GUI as well. I've done that in the past, and it, it works really well. It's uh, it's it's fun stuff to play with if you like to fiddle around with pixel placement of icons and stuff, which I hate, but it it it's interesting. True, true. Um. But it, it does seem to be quite a, a little rash of, of uh, cool tools. Um, Massimo um, from it20.info uh, released one uh, today as well uh, called Liquid Data Center, which seemed like a really cool way of um, visualizing um, cloud director networks. Um, and having, having a look at it, cloud director networks, I, I definitely think, is one of the, the trickier things to get your head around when you're trying to um, work through uh, a design, and that being able to visualize it is is definitely uh, really nice. It, it, the the best thing is that you don't even have to deploy it. He's actually sort of done a, a hosted version, uh, which you can get to. I'm just trying to find the URL for it. It's something like uh, liquiddc.cloudfoundry.com. Yeah, that's the one. Um, hopefully. That'll be that will remain up for a while, uh, but you can obviously down, download all the the code and run it on your own uh, own environment. But I think I think that's a, a really cool thing to uh, to share with the community. I definitely agree because there's a lot of people, which, as I said, the hardest, as you said before, the hardest part of understanding, I think, of the whole Vitar directory environment is always the networking how it works. To give you something which will visualize it properly, that. Use the, the average admin can understand. It would be uh, it's, an, it's an invaluable tool, definitely. Yeah, it's a, it almost makes you wonder that something like that should be in the UI. Um, it's obviously possible to do to do that in a in a web UI because they've done it. So why can't that be be dropped into the cloud director interface? You know, which still I still think it looks a lot like App Manager. <laughs> How, how many posts have, have my Glavrig done now? I think it's 50-something called My like Out Journey. And if it requires fifty, a 50-part 50 blog post... Or it's yeah. just that my Glavrig has a lot to say. That also could be the other option. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done my... It's never short of a word. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, still, I mean, that cloud journey, that's a seriously long journey, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, uh, uh, I don't know, it's not a yellow brick road. He's up to uh, part 53. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. 
Um, you know, that's for, for someone who's not used Cloud Director before, it's it's not going to be a case of something they'll dip into quickly on a Saturday afternoon uh, prior to uh, deploying it on the Monday. Uh, that's. that's I, I would have thought Mike would get a book deal before doing that, but okay, that's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's been interesting to read a, a few of them. I I have not read them all by any means, but I've I've had a look at a few of them, and they're they're interesting. We're using interesting a lot today. Uh, they're, uh, <laughs> challenging they're been an well. interesting day. <laughs> they are both challenging and interesting in a good way. <laughs> There's a lot of crud uh, cross. Yeah, in fact, I think I might well blog about my Mike Laverick journey. Uh, (laughs) um, It needs like a sort of a a roll-up, really, of uh, the the journey through the blog posts, uh, which I think might be quite a good idea. Run away! Run away! Yeah, there's certainly a lot to a lot to cover on it. Um, I've Myself, I, I might well be finding myself in the uh, the not too distant future having to deploy at least a small uh, cloud directory environment, uh, as as it's been announced that um, we're supporting cloud directory on our next version. So yeah. I'm already getting requests from colleagues to uh, to you know ask, oh, have you got a cloud directory environment I can have a, have a look at so that I know what I'm going to be doing with it? And sure, the answer at the moment is no. Um, I'm just trying to get my head around what I need to how, how many more servers have I got to put up before I can uh, effectively do that I, I thought your laptop was as big as uh, Tom Howard's and um, you, you could run basically a small Norwegian city on it it, it like, is or at least the airport yeah yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it's quite a substantial laptop but I think I'd probably have to go even uh even bigger to get a, a decent sized uh, cloud environment on it. Um, you're, I'm you're guessing you can probably get away with about three hosts. You're going to go on again about the, the these new Intel, uh, small Intel boxes again now, aren't you? No, I'm not going to at this point. <laughs> I, I, I figure I've harped on about them enough. <laughs> uh, although I have actually managed to get hands on with one and been pretty impressed so far. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, guys, thanks a lot for uh, Mesh for joining us on uh, this version of VSoup here. Uh, Chris, what number are we at? I keep forgetting. We're, we're at number 30. Number uh, 30. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. We're actually at 30, and Mike Leverick is at vCloud53. <laughs> Come on, guys, <laughs> seriously. Well, he does yeah, work for like, VMware, so he has more time to write about those things anyway. We all have day jobs. It was a pleasure being here, gentlemen. It was a lot of nice, nice, very nice, fun experience for sure. Well, yeah, thanks a lot for being on. And if do you have, uh, you want to plug your your blog or so? My blog is at technodron.blogspot.com. Um, I'm Mayshevsky on Twitter. Happy to help out whenever I can. And you were ranked which number in the uh, whole popularity uh, voting? I have no idea. I asked you all not to vote for me, but evidently some people, somebody did. So I, I was in the top fifty somewhere, forty-ish. And even more important than that, how many cloud cred points do you currently have? I really <laughs> do not care. 
You kid. <laughs> okay. Well. I racked up something like three thousand within three minutes, and then I stopped. <laughs> okay. I well. stopped at ten k, which made no sense at all. But that, <laughs> but you you, might, you did a really good number on uh, reverse psychology on everyone, and we. All of us voted. Wasn't intentional. I just want people to vote properly and not because of other stupid reasons. Well said. Well, with that in mind, you can catch this VSoup 30 on Stitcher, uh, iTunes, or vsoup.net as usual. Thanks for listening.